This is the Teacher Mindset Coach Podcast, episode number 10. Hey, teachers, welcome to the podcast where we do the hard work to uplevel ourselves and have fun along the way. I'm your host, Ashley Wolf, and I'm here to help you rock your world with mindset stories, strategies, and skills that you've probably never been taught before. Let's do the damn thing. Hello, everyone. This is also part two of the Joy Jumpstart, where we are doing the mindset work now to increase our capacity for joy this holiday season when we are off school for a few weeks. So let's start the conversation about wanting and having. Wanting and having are two entirely different things. But what if we could combine the two into wanting what we already have? Today's episode carries the theme from A Christmas Carol, where Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by the ghost of Christmas present. He has shown the experiences of the people in his life and what they are doing now. I can't help but think about the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray, where he's visiting his brother. There's a part of the movie where he's visiting his brother and the characters are in those like really awfully good Christmas sweaters. They're sitting on the couch in front of the fire, enjoying each other's company without Scrooge, without Bill Murray's character. But Scrooge wants to be there. And the irony is the ghost of Christmas present is showing Scrooge that he's actually, he already has these relationships. But in the present, he isn't wanting them or appreciating them. This puts into perspective the difference between wanting and having a little bit. It also illustrates how close all of us are to actually having what we want, but not consciously wanting what we have. So let's get really specific with each of these terms. Wanting is the desire for someone or something. Having is our perceived possession of that person, thing, feeling, idea, goal. In other words, we think we have it. But if we really stop and ponder this, few people in our lives, like if we're thinking about having a person in our life, few people in our lives actually belong to us in the sense that we control 100% of that other person's life as if it's our own. What we do have are relationships, which are simply an exchange of value coupled with our thoughts about that other person. So that's a tease for a future podcast, but let that simmer. Relationships are an exchange of value with another person coupled with the thoughts we choose to think about them. So back to wanting and having. These two ideas of desire and possession are more profound when they are together in the present. As an example that many of you might be able to relate to, one of the most impactful times of my personal life was becoming a mother to my son. I wanted a baby so bad. My husband could probably attest to how obsessed I was with this idea. And once I got pregnant, I rarely ever thought about what it was like to want a baby because I was on to the next stage by being pregnant. 
when Miles was born and I was in the throes of being a mother to an infant, wanting a baby was never something I spent much time obsessing over like before. I was experiencing what it was like to have my son in my life. The challenging times of raising a child quickly became my new obsession. I wanted to raise Miles perfectly by the book so that nothing could possibly go wrong. And this mindset was before I found life coaching, obvi, (laughs) before I accepted the 50-50 of life, the 50-50 of being a parent, and the 50-50 of growing our family. I was experiencing what I thought were major problems with my son. And because I thought they were major problems, the resistance that I had against this, against this even being a possibility in my life, came forward through me losing my temper and making the situation worse. This actually is what led me to find my first life coach, Cindy. And I'm forever grateful because it started my journey into increased self-awareness and owning my shit for what it was. So after a few years of this work, I started to remind myself of this deep desire that I had to start my family and to have a baby. This wanting, this desire had literally come to me in the form of my son, Miles. And there were times when I was totally missing it, totally forgetting it, forgetting about that desire in the present moment especially when times were hard and things weren't going according to my perfect plan or when I simply didn't know what the hell to do. (laughs) I lost touch with that part of myself that still deeply desired to have a son. You see, the desire didn't go away. The volume of the desire was turned down by the having of him and the immediate focus of fixing all the problems So I started accepting more, stepping back more, taking some breaths, not saying words, letting go of so much control and actually began enjoying being a parent way more, especially when I slowed down to reminisce on how badly I wanted a baby back then. This example might ring a few bells for you if you're a parent And if you don't have kids, think back to a time when you wanted someone or something so bad, it seemed like the only thing on your mind. Then did you get it? And what changed afterward? And the question I have for everyone today for our week two work in the Joy Jumpstart is, are you still wanting what you now have? Take a moment to think of some significant people in your life who you may not have always had that at one point you desperately wanted. Maybe it's a partner or a spouse or a child or a friend. Do you remember the point at which your feelings of desire converted into feelings of possession or having? This is an important part of the exercise because it makes the experience tangible for you. If you're choosing to remember what it was like for you to want a particular person that you have in your life right now, go back to those days, those moments when you didn't have them in your life. What changed? If we think of the model, 
The circumstance may have changed by this person spending more time with you, this person being born, or this person agreeing to be in a relationship with you. I know teachers who have said that they've prayed for having the children in their current classroom. And here they are with the class they prayed for. But the feeling of the desire may not be as strong because of the distinct difference between the quality of our thoughts when we are in deep desire and the quality of our thoughts after that desire is met. The person or thing that we wanted so desperately didn't change at all. Our thoughts about desiring them, then having them, is what changed. When we pause to remind ourselves about the desires we used to have in regards to a particular person, job, amount of money, pant size, trip to the tropics, whatever, and we bring that wanting back into our present experience, it can be quite magical. So here's a way that you can train your brain to think about that desire in the present. As a teacher, I love me some sentence starters and sentence tims and fill in the blanks. It helps us get out of the fog and focused on the heart of the work. The focus here is bringing that feeling of desire back into the present for someone or something that we have in our life currently. We think about what we have right now that we used to desire and we state, quote, I want to have blank, and I do. Then we say a few lines of love or gratitude. Here's an example that I can use with my son. I want to have a child of my own, and I do. I have my son, Miles, and he's a key part of my family and one of the people in my life who has helped me see how deeply and unconditionally I can love another human. I want to be his mother, and I am. I want to be in his life, and I am. I want to learn how to support and care for him better and better each day, and I do. I'm committed to being his mother through all the ups and downs. I love having Miles in my life, and I truly want Miles in my life. To do this exercise, think of a specific person or thing that you used to want that you now have. Use the sentence starter, I want to have blank, and I do. Talk more about why you still want this person or thing in your life currently. State what comes to mind when you think about the absolute miracle of wanting this in the past and now having it in your present. If you don't consider this a miracle, Might I recommend to choose something that you do consider an absolute gift from above that you can now have in your life? You know what I'm getting at here? The feeling behind it all. So if we choose something like having a coffee mug (laughs) that we wanted really badly in the past, but the feeling is mediocre, maybe, we won't spark the miracle of gratitude and we will rob ourselves of the opportunity to feel the difference between wanting and having. You have to find something that you wanted desperately for this exercise to be effective in your neural pathways. The other night I was reading 
I'm reading a book. It's taking me months because I can only read about three pages per night before I am too tired to go on. I, I was reading Wizard for Hire, The Wizard's Apprentice. It's book two in the Wizard for Hire series by Obert Skye. And I read something quite profound about this very notion of being in the present. The wizard named Wren asked, How can I expect you to understand the wonders you're soon going to witness if you can't even see the miracles you're already experiencing? We aim to bring the desire back into the present this week so we can blow our own minds with what we have created in our life. Everything in your life at this present moment is a creation of your brain and your thinking. And what you will experience and create in your future will also be connected to your thoughts and beliefs. If you're not already giving yourself tons of positive credit for creating the life that you have right now because it's so badass, then it's maybe time to pause and reflect. In my Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group, I just posted a Happy Friday post. Friday gets us one step closer to the freedom of the weekend. Hooray! But this insinuates that there's a lack of freedom wherever we are during the week. So I challenged my group members to think of the freedoms that they have right now in front of them with their jobs or careers as educators. And if you're not an educator, what freedoms do you already have that you're about to go experience? Or what freedoms do you know are inherent with the work you do? I focus on the freedom I have as the librarian to order whatever books I feel are appropriate, necessary, and just plain awesome for my school and my students and my teachers. This is my chosen freedom. And I'm also enjoying the fruits of that freedom as the huge, heavy boxes of brand new books magically show up at my library, ready to be put on the shelves for the hungry children. (laughs) The students and teachers love the new books as much as I do. I consider this one of the freedoms I love about my job. Just one. What about you? Are you ready to play along in the Facebook group? I encourage you to join us. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teacher mindset coach. And while you're at it, please leave a review for my podcast and email me a screenshot of it. Each review, each rating gets my podcast out there for more people to be involved with this work. I'm doing a drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card this December 15th, 2021. That's coming up quick. So get your reviews on Apple Podcasts today and email me a screenshot to coachwithwolf, with an E on the end, at gmail.com. See you in the Facebook group, and I'll see you next time. If you got something out of today's show, I invite you to subscribe so you never miss a future episode. I'd also love to see you in the Teacher Mindset Coach Facebook group so we can nerd out on mindset work as a community of badass teachers. And remember, you can always email me at coachwithwolf, W-O-L-F-E, at gmail.com. Now go be awesome. See you next time.